Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy and join in the fun. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? If you're listening to this as a podcast, there's a good chance earlier this week, our live recording from Chetacon dropped. And if it didn't, there's a great chance that before you get the next podcast episode, our live recording from Chetacon dropped. So I hope you enjoyed it one way or the other. Uh, Joe and I definitely enjoyed being there, being live, having a blast. We'll probably talk about that some uh you know what we will we'll probably talk about i know we'll talk about that some tonight because we got some things to reference there um yeah so uh kurt after last week's stories joe where i got cut out of echo 100 percent. my daughter made it in two episodes by the way my daughter we, we got to episode four there's only five episodes by the way but episode four where uh young maya walks out of the school. no spoilers here it's just a flashback young maya walks out of, out of the school uh, another set of girls walks out and then my daughter walks out. So you can barely see her. It's a blur, but so she made it twice. I made it zero. <laughs> and Kurt said, yeah, I'm too important to hang out with a guy who can't even make it to a B rated <laughs> Disney TV show. So we lost Kurt. I'm sorry. It's my fault, Joe, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll just rotate in, uh, guest daddies and lady daddies and, uh, we'll, we'll be okay. I mean, we've got so many recordings from Diva Site tonight. He's basically a third host. Yeah. He, Devocate. He's a, he, yeah, Devocate <laughs> is the next man up, man. He, he's waiting for the divorce so he can slide into our DMs. I'm just saying. Uh, no, nothing. You brought a meme <laughs> to the table and you don't know the next man up meme. Okay. Fine, Joe. Fine. <laughs> it's the question of the week. Oh, yeah. Would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? I don't know. These would you <laughs> rathers are not quite as dumb as bad dad jokes, but fairly freaking dumb. <laughs> um, and it's why, why would I care about 150 years in the future? Right. You know, it's not like I, I can know all the That's a big gap so it's not like you can say oh you can see the future and you can see what apple's trading for we don't know how things change in 150 years for apple to even be on the stock market so 10 minutes i guess <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the movie next yeah yeah. So in, in the movie next, I think you can see like four minutes into the something future like or something, that. It's right? It's not very long. Yeah. It, it, it's a few minutes unless certain conditions are met. Um, and so like that's that's what I think of when I see this question. And it worked out pretty well for him. I mean, he he went to the casino, he played the he played sure, yeah. the games, he kept it pretty low profile to try to stay under the radar. He wasn't winning big pots and stuff like that, but enough to stay afloat, which is super smart. You don't see a lot in uh in television because people 
people get greedy. They get real greedy and they want to win big. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Nicolas Cage. I do. I watched every piece of trash movie he's ever made. And there have been some great ones, but there's been some really, I need to pay, make a paycheck movies. Oh yeah. He's one of those actors that does not turn down a role. He he takes whatever. Joe, we can, we need to see if we can hire him to be our, our step daddy at the next (laughs) dragon con. You know, I'm saying, have you ever seen community? Yes. There's, there's that episode where Abed watches too much Nicolas Cage and has has that meltdown in yes. class. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, I I agree with you that 150 years is too far in the future. Like it'd be cool to glimpse, uh, unless the, unless it's what if it's only a one time thing? What if you only get the ability to do it once? Does that change your answer? What good would that do even? <laughs> okay, I can look what time 150 years in the future. And I'm still at ground zero because I have no there's no context to interpret what you're seeing. Can you imagine? Yep, can true. you imagine a Native American pre anybody, you know, Vikings, Columbus, uh, you know, Pico de Gallo or whoever came from Spain? <laughs> you know, can you imagine pre anything? Coming to the Choctaw Nation. And but for one moment, that guy got to see 150 years in the future and see what would presumably be homesteads, possibly even you know early stages, because uh you know, of course it depends on the year, right? To 150 years. But you're talking about let's say it's 1850. So 1850 to 1952. So in 1850, can you imagine anybody seeing the year 2000? And Kim Kardashian breaking the internet. No context. <laughs> they, they, you have, you're looking yeah. at a teepee. Next thing you know, it's like, what are these loud machines? What? No context. So no. That That's true. That's very true. Who knows where. Yeah, random kid got it. It was 150 years ago. <laughs> so by the way, if you're new to the show, uh, I just love yelling. And I love yelling at you. So please ask me your dumb questions. I'll yell at you. Make you feel like you are you miss your dad who yelled at you all the time. Or maybe you didn't have the dad. Uh, you know, this is what the, the, I'll still love. I still love you. I'll never come. I'll never go out for milk and not come back. I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, 10 minutes definitely would be great. Be a grand, grand old time. You Well, and it, it also makes me think of... Uh, uh oh man why am i blanking on the name of it galaxy quest okay where they they have have you seen galaxy quest it's been a while yes okay two or three well, times well, but it's been a while spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen this movie that's From like 1997 years old. yeah exactly <laughs> um but there is a device on the ship that you press a button and it it reverts back a few minutes in time like you time travel back okay and um and so they have this debate about, well, what good is that? It's only a few minutes. What could you even do? And they make a comment. You could redo one decision. And it ends up obviously coming into play where he fixes something that went terribly wrong within a few minutes. Yeah, that goes um, foreshadowing. Yeah. Yep. And, and so, yeah, being able to see 10 minutes in the future, assuming that your mind can handle like a lot of these abilities. I wonder how much your brain would process that, like how well, because if you activate it, does that mean that then 
I think too deeply about some of these topics. I really do. Um, but if you activate that ability and you're seeing into the future, it, is it just like you zoning out in the present? Like, um, and uh, how messed up would that be? You're just seeing things overlay your reality. Like, what? <laughs> well, or, or like, um, the flash who has super speed, obviously the flash has the, the mental, speed up as well but could you imagine if he didn't have the mental speed up <laughs> have, have you ever tried playing a video game where you're in a race car and you set it to just like crazy 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 high speed you crash all the time so if the flash couldn't process that information fast enough he'd run super fast and then just bam smack into the walls all the That's time um, and so, funny. yeah, so I, I think about that sometimes when I think about various powers and how how their perception would have their brain would have to change to perceive it in the correct way to be useful. Um, just like, well, and they've done that before in comic and we went way off on a tangent here, but they've done that on we- comics before I did. I know it's all <laughs> um, where like uh, Superman when he's trying to learn how to, to hone in on his hearing or his sight or things like that, especially in Smallville, they did this real big where he was trying to learn to control it and how it was a big impact in his day-to-day life because he couldn't control it for a while. Um, and, and I mean, even like daredevil in the movie with Ben Affleck, he sleeps in the, that water coffin basically. Oh yeah. To that, try that, to deprivation to, tank. Yeah. To try to drown out, the noise all around him so that he can just sleep. So anyway, a anyway, whole lot of don't roll that die. I see you looking for a button. Don't you look for the button. <laughs> we're, we're not ready yet for that button. Call your daddy. Leave a voicemail. Wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. And our wayward son, Devocate, who has <laughs> uh, uh you can either be the council of dads or the kiddos, and that's gonna be the levels on uh, Patreon. We'll get there. You're a kiddo. Or your council of dads, uh, Devocate has been on both, but right now he's the the kiddo who who is is working for a living. Dad, and I'm busy, and I got a social life, and I'll get to you when I get to you. He's gotten to us, and we love him for it. Here we go. <laughs> I just want to give a big congrats on picking up ChatCon. I hope it's going well, or did go well. I'm not sure when you'll pick up the speed pipe, but um, I'm gonna go back to a earlier conversation about comfort food and. Joe, you mentioned chimichanga, frozen chimichanga, and I sure bro, did. I really agree with you. What? Now, uh, about a year ago, I have a little twist on it. My shop has a wood-burning stove, and I can insert an iron grill right in front, right inside the front of the door there. Um, and I'm liking this. I I'm liking where this is going. Chimichanga on that little iron grill, and it cooks. And it is absolutely delicious. Smoke, oh, yeah. The flavor. I don't know. It's just something about a wood um, oven Careful. that just makes things so delicious. <laughs> and uh, my son loves them. I love them. My wife thinks kind of crazy for it. I don't care. But yeah, man, that is wood fire baked chimichanga. I right. can't recommend it enough. All right. So, with with going kind of throwing back to that conversation, it does matter how you bring something to heat, right? So, but Joe, I do not imagine you use a wood fire stove 
for your frozen burrito. You probably throw it in the microwave. Yeah, and you have it nuclear hot on the outside and a thin bar of ice on the inside. Nope, nuclear hot all around with cheese and sour cream and and Cholula on it. Okay, good choice in hot sauces, but still doesn't forgive your bad taste. <laughs> Real quick follow-up on my last comment about comfort food. So I know, Charles, you weren't there, so I'd be kind of curious what your comfort food is. And more so, a uh, conversation a coworker and I had, what kind of food do you cook for yourself at home when the family is gone, uh, or even for especially for long durations? For example, Dave and I, uh, curiously enough, discovered that we both like sauerkraut. And uh, when you cook sauerkraut, it, <laughs> it can be a pretty overpowering smell, but we love sauerkraut. So that is one of the things that he and I discover we both do. If the family's away visiting, I'll, I'll whip up a batch of sauerkraut. Otherwise, the family, it is banned from the house. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of curious what your take on that type of uh, situation is. See you guys. Uh, so Making sauerkraut is like sticking fish in the microwave at work. <laughs> <laughs> or burning everyone popcorn has, or burning everyone popcorn. has to participate <laughs> yeah it's just no oh, it's the worst um oh, i have to i'll i will think about my because i want to drag this segment out. I'll, I'll think about my answer on the comfort foods um i don't i can cook i have definitely done well at cooking in the past but i find that he prefers I, to have his son cook for him i do actually yeah i do have i prefer my son i, I prefer a good meal out somewhere I like a good food experience. Uh, I just don't t- typically want to put the effort in. So, like, if the family's out, it's it's sandwiches or or whatever's in the freezer or the fridge. Uh, but you know, on the surface, my comfort food is a bourbon and the Lord's lettuce. So you take that for what you will. So the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is hiring. Whoa, that we went from comfort foods to Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. <laughs> what the heck? My wife actually showed me that they were hiring. Oh, you know, Phil's looking for a job. We, we need to hit Phil up. So the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is hiring. Um, the first person I thought of after reading about it was Charles. Why? Because the puns were... Atrocious. They're, they're they're funny, but they're atrocious. Things like uh, the person who rides in the passenger seat, they're running shot bun. Oh no! Uh, the uh, the sunroof is called the bun roof, and uh, the most cringy one I heard was before going anywhere, you put on your meat belt. But yeah, I thought, man, this is a a position not for Charles. Um, <laughs> Not in a million years. I don't know. Charles would have a lot of bun with that job. Oh, God. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. You'd, you'd be running around saying, I like big buns and I can't help. Okay, maybe. Maybe that one. Uh, uh, comfort food. I thought about it. Um, honestly, Taco Bell. Taco Bell is my comfort food. Um, I, okay. I really. Uh, if I'm like, man, I just really need something or I just, you know, want to eat, you know, guys, cause comfort food, I guess, is to bring you happiness or joy or to pick up your spirits or that kind of thing. But I love just anything that's, that's cheesy and meaty and good. And usually I get like a, a, a burrito Supreme or beef burrito, like the cheesy gritty, the crunch. I love, it's yeah. When I'm really 
Like, man, I want something different. I want something good, or just once a week. If it's if it's a Thursday, I want Taco Bell. Uh, so yeah, that's that's. I think that'd probably be my comfort food. Or right, we've got uh, two more, two more. One of your Patreon editions, you were talking about how Spotify wanted you to have so many um, uh, yeah mm-hmm. listenership within sure a certain period, and I uh, I find that. I mean, I have Spotify, and that's actually how I listened to you guys originally. And once I got on with the Patreon, I really do enjoy the extended, uh, kind of unedited, cool. uh, open discussion that you guys have in the Patreon, which, of course, has a lot of content before and after the show. So uh, if I'm going to say anything um, about how to listen to you guys, the Patreon is definitely... And on the Patreon app is the best way to listen to you guys. And it's worth every, uh, you know, an extra few dollars to do that. And I, I do appreciate you guys having the Patreon edition and that extra content uh, above and beyond the Spotify. But unfortunately, I'm not going to listen to Spotify now. So <laughs> it's kind of a chicken and the egg, right? You know, what do you do? What comes first? You know, which is better? Well, I, do. I don't know. But, but Patreon for me is the best way to listen to you guys. Well done. Okay, we're gonna leave that button on every week and just play. Oh wait, we got another. We got another call from Devante. What did he say? What did One of your Patreon editions. Oh yeah, you were talking Patreon. about how Spotify so wanted underscore, you to underscore nerdy. I know, perfect. I mean, honestly, uh, thank you one for telling. You know, I, I knew a few people listen, but I can't quite tell who. Uh, and they, they get long. I mean, those episodes sometimes are two, two and a half hours long because we will do twenty to thirty minutes ahead. But sometimes Joe and and me and whoever's on, you know, Kurt or whoever's on, we will talk, we'll get into something, right? And we just keep going. And it, it is absolutely unedited. And so you get that full experience there. So thank you for feeding back on that. And thank you for telling everybody, come to patreon.com <laughs> because that really is about it. Yeah. There are two ways you can uh, really support the show financially. One is to listen to Spotify. Cause that's the only way we're going to ads right now. Uh, well, I guess there's three. So there's Spotify, right? Of course, Patreon. And I'm glad you changed it to a few bucks and not pennies. But, I mean, the reality is you get to set how much you limit your donations to on Patreon. And I think anything on Patreon gets you the RSS feed. So it could be pennies, but we really, really enjoy you like You like hearing what I talk to myself. <laughs> Thank you for that, too, because there's times when I'm on it, just not. And I will. I'll just start talking to myself and putting it out there. Um, and then the third way. So there's there's spotify for free right that building that audience there will help get some ads and we appreciate that um patreon is a direct donation we absolutely appreciate that it helps with offset some things like when we went to chatacon uh all said and done i think chatacon cost 70 bucks out of pocket because we did parking a few days and we went to a small dinner after our panel yep. and that was really it and your your donations yeah, absolutely the, help the us with that. for you to come up well yeah. actually you know my company pays for all my gas so Oh, there you the go. Patreon didn't even touch that. So, so really, you know, your stuff helps us out. The third time, uh, the third way you can help is spread the word. Tell your friends. Listen to the show. Here, let me play it for you. Now go subscribe to it. Because the more that we can get the word out there, the more conferences we can do. We picked up uh, possibly three or four uh, or even five new listeners uh, just by going to Chatacon. Uh, really had a great time engaging with all the audience and and uh, uh, playing with them. We made some new stickers uh that we yeah we need for, to we need to share that visual with people yeah but, um 
There you go. It's on the screen hey. now. And uh, you know what? Uh, email us, w, uh, show at, uh, yeah, WNNshow at gmail.com and with your mailing address. And we'll try to, and I'm possibly the world's worst on, on following all <laughs> these things, but we'll try to drop a, a couple of stickers in an envelope and mail them to you uh, so you can give them to people, look at them yourself, have one for yourself. Uh, we know we'll talk about that nerding out. We'll talk about how Tycon went for sure. And yeah, just spread the word. We, we love being the council of dads. We love being the fatherhood meets fandom. It's, it's really resonated uh, here in the chat room. It resonated at the conference. It's, it's really picking up this year. So absolutely. And thanks for, for that feedback. And uh, random kid says, uh, Charles seems like he's really good at talking to himself. Yeah. It's called podcasting, baby. And I am effing great at it. Effing is fantastic, <laughs> right, Joe? I'm fantastically great at it. Um, and I, I literally started my podcasting career this August. It'll be 20 years, by the way, officially 20 yep. years in August. Uh, I started it almost 20 years ago, staring at a wall, telling my story. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at uh, answering the voices in my head. And I, I, I really appreciate that. All right. One more from Debo. As I'm progressing through the podcast, doing the catch up thing, um, came across Charles's fascination with fever dreams. Um, I, I get where he's coming from on that too. Uh, I like, I've played these games in the past where I've spent hours on them and gone to bed. And all my brain wants to do is think about this, this yeah. game. And uh, yeah. you don't get very good sleep either, but particular, I think if I think of a fever dream, there's only one particular dream that I can even remember overall that comes to mind in my life is when I was in high school, I had a dream. I was on a B-52 bomber, World War II, and it's you know, up in the sky. It's dark, and there's something going on. It's like, you know, it's like sort of a, you know undead crew kind of thing. And, you know, I'm trying and struggling to survive this, and I wake up drenched. I mean, just drenched head to toe and just freaking out. Um, I haven't had many of those. And thinking back, I think... It may have been about the time when so that would have been the early '80s, and that would have been um, during your coke habit. I think Spielberg had was doing the Amazing Stories or something like that, or yep. it was something like that. I think there was something kind of a similar thing on it. So I may have uh, you know manifested that in my dream, but I can't be for sure. All I just remember is man, I was drenched and uh, it sucked. But even dreams they they're no good, man. You know what? That that's a uh, yeah yeah. Thank you, Devo. But that's um, Joe. That's a thing we should put in for the question of the week. Is what's the one dream that you've always remembered that you had? You know, it just really really stuck with you. Um, I don't. I don't think people want to hear about mine all over again. Well, you're so boring. You only have one, but that's all right. Roll that dice. That's why Kurt won't come back because of my dreams. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. What do you love? What do you love? <laughs> we really do. I told my kids that uh, this weekend they need to come down and record new ones. So that's what do you think about? I need. To, I won't do it this weekend. Tomorrow I'm leaving uh, to go up to uh, Virginia for my anniversary weekend with my wife. The anniversary was on the sixth, but we specifically. So I do a gig on Sundays, but this Sunday they're going to be gone. So I, we planned our weekend this weekend to go up, but yeah, I need to get my kids record. Uh, how do I participate? No, in convention? not that one. It's what do I think? 
What do you think about? You clicked a green box. Why is a green box by how do I? I don't know. I told you it was what do you think about, but we can do how do I. That's fine. You already read it. Joe. (laughs) Your box is not there before. You're right. It wasn't. You are being distracting on purpose. (laughs) And you're 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 really late to the table with this stupid meme of what do you think about the Roman Empire? So come on, Joe. (laughs) How many times a day do you think about the Roman Empire? So I put it in there because of the meme, but I really don't think about the the Roman Empire. (laughs) But what I do actually, and I I realize that this isn't what it says, but what I do actually think about more often than I ought to is medieval times and the honor that at least my perception, and I'm sure that it wasn't all like this, but the honor that people had, like your word meant something back then. Whereas nowadays, can you take anyone at their word? And so that chivalrous spirit that existed in the, in medieval times. So I know it said, what do you think about the Roman empire? And I only put that as a, as a meme, but i really don't think about the Roman empire all that often, but I think about medieval times more often than I probably ought to. Because th- what I'm about to say is based on this, because of you can look back going up to the eighties, going up to the nineties, coming to the two thousands, the twenty tens, right? There's always something that somebody goes, Well, you know, back back the the inevitable back in my day. And back like, in no, my day. I I grew up through there too. That is not how that was because humans are always humans so i said that to say this nothing ever mattered nobody you could trust anybody's word as much as you can trust it today because people have always been human beings since the dawn of time now the only thing that might have changed is some consequences for your choices but feudal japan was all about honor yeah why did they have ronins then because ronins were the dishonorable samurai, the masterless samurai. There's always been dishonor on you, dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow. There's always been dishonor in this world. We romanticize all of it. I like today. I think about today. And Joe, I said I'd be there at Chenicon. I showed up. I had Slurpees with you. You can always stand on that word. <laughs> unless unless uh, you say you're going to mail something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, said, I never said I'd mail it. I always said I would try to mail it. So I actually stood up to my word. I just never executed on mailing things. Yeah, I do feel bad about that. Though. I really do. Uh, I have some Squirrel Squads, a uh, Squirrel Squad uh, a 3D prints somewhere that uh, I know Barry got his and Joe got his because they came and found them at my house and took them. Uh, but yeah, I feel bad about that. So, um, <laughs> no, I always, I, but look, look, see, I don't break my arm. I can pat my back all day long, baby. <laughs> Who's got 2000 loves himself? This guy. Uh, but so Joe, what do you think about the Roman empire? <laughs> I think conquering the world can make it better. How do you like them apples? <laughs> the Roman empire. Not with you in charge. The, <laughs> All right, let's rewind a little bit here, Joe. Before I was in charge of your entire life, you were sad, alone, barely got onto a podcast with Bo York, and now I'm taking you to conferences everywhere and showing you the good life. So I don't want to hear it, baby. I do not want to hear it. Uh, 
But the Roman Empire, <laughs> right? The sun never set on the Roman Empire, right? That was the thing. They brought roads. They brought waterworks. They brought a lot of the basis of a lot of modern architecture, structures, science, infrastructure. And they brought a lot of bad with them. A lot of diseases, a lot of bad human practices, human trafficking. Uh, sla- they didn't invent slavery, but they were really good at it. Um, yeah, slavery's been around forever, basically. Yeah, you know, um, and that's not a, a, a throwaway of that. But I, I'm saying when I think of the Roman Empire, I've always, I, I, I think all the two of us, I might be the only one who did it, but I've actually walked on Roman roads. And that was interesting. And it was when I went to Israel and we got to see some of the, the parts that Rome had done there and this and that and others. It was really kind of cool. Uh, but honestly, I think of Gladiator, the movie. I think of uh, uh, Spartacus, <laughs> okay. right? The TV show, which was, which, uh, was what, what basically, okay, I understand it's a PG-13 show, kids. So just hold on to your underwear. It's, it's not as bad as what it sounds like I'm about to say. But they called uh, Spartacus, the TV show, uh, blood porn. And not in the graphic of naked people doing, which was there, which was not great. But literally, when mm-hmm. they would fight, I mean, the camera would get covered with fake blood. And that's why it's called that. It's just over-the-top graphic. It was dumb, but there were some interesting things about it. Um, yeah, are you not entertained? I, I, I you know, I, I think of overreaching. I think of corporations. You know, a lot of corporations are like the Roman Empire, Disney, man. They are. I, I do not know what this public domain is going to do to them. They've already been struggling with their parks. They've already been struggling with their leadership. Uh, they're still kings of the world, uh, but they're struggling. And when yeah, Mickey Mouse, sometimes kings open, get stabbed in the back. A <laughs> two, Jose. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting thing. Honestly, I don't, I mean, I get it's a meme and it kind of made me chuckle, but I don't get it. I don't think about the Roman empire more than I should. I don't, I rarely think about it unless I see like gutters and sometimes it makes it goes, Oh yeah, yeah. The Roman empire's aqueducts. You know, they, they did the roads that angled and, and then they had the water ran off into the fields. You know, I learned about a lot of that stuff in school when I was going up through high school that apparently they don't teach that much anymore which is crazy to me but uh you, you know who might be thinking about the roman empire a bit more these days or at least the greek empire i guess <laughs> give me the side eye i extreme kurt. side eye kurt, why kurt's, kurt? been wa- kurt's been watching uh, percy jackson lately oh so. yeah i just started it we watched the first episode on the other night my kids are really liking it they're really liking it quite a bit I got to shove my phone in my wife's face, which is very rare. And that's, that's to prove myself <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, uh, we were watching the first episode, me and my wife and my daughter. Another, other, the other two, the older kids are working. They have their lives. My middle son, he's, he's 13. Uh, no, he's 12 going on 13. And he's got, a, he's got his talent. He likes doing his VR stuff with his boys and all that. He doesn't like to watch TV with us very much anymore. Um, so Zoe, myself, and Aaron were watching the first episode of Percy Jackson. And Mrs. Dodds, Mrs. Deeds, mm-hmm. yeah. I went, oh, Dodds. Dodds. So I was making a lolly. And my wife's like, no. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's not. And then I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> like how quickly she said no. And I'm like, IMDB, <laughs> scroll, scroll, scroll. What? oh, there. Tell, what? What? And it was like Megan Lolly for two episodes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, tell me again. So. Uh, with how often I mistake actors for other actors, it it makes me 
appreciate that so many people don't recognize Clark Kent as Superman. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> is, so here's the question. Have you watched all of Percy Jackson, the show? Uh, not not this week. Okay, but you're, not you're further up. up than I am. Okay. Is it just a retail? I mean, it's, it's, I already like the first episode better. I like the detail, okay. I like the actors. I think it's really setting up some interesting things. But is it just a retelling of the movie slash retelling of the book? Which, I mean, I know it's always going to be a retelling of the book. But, you know, we watched the movie when it came out. Is it just that in TV form? The movie took a lot of liberties. So is this bringing um, it back more into align with the book? Somewhat. The first episode, after the first episode, I would have said yes. Uh, but after this latest episode, I think they're going to be pivoting quite a bit. Um, I, I will see because I haven't watched the episode from this week yet. The one that came out on Tuesday. Um, so we'll see in, in certain aspects. Yes, it is. It is a lot closer to the book. A lot of the details are closer to the book. And it it I don't think it's going to be. At, like obviously there are some segments that are going to be similar to the movie because it's you know the same story ish yeah um, and, but and, and i and my wife didn't agree you know the graphics are a bit better of course they're updated but and it's yeah. not crammed into an hour and a half they're really going to do more details so and so forth uh interestingly enough yeah. death is is a depixelation apparently in the world and that's different <laughs> uh, but well, um yeah sort of. i enjoyed the first episode I'm trying. I am trying to get through Echo. It's decent. Though I got the. There's only five episodes in Echo. First three were. Eh, didn't even feel like Marvel. It's weird. Fourth episode, much better. Really, I really enjoyed the fourth episode. And then I'm about to do the last one. And then I'm working through What okay. If as well. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Hello there, Lost Limey. Are you lost, little boy? Because uh, we have you here. And uh, thank you for jumping in, buddy. Uh, did you get to meet Lost Slimy at Dragon Con? Uh, very briefly. Yeah. Very I, briefly. I tried to jump in and ruin one of his uh, uh, not such a fat guy updates that he does where he's been losing weight. And he turned off the camera like, why would you do that? You let somebody jump. This is good media, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, but because he wanted his TikToks actually get viewed. But, you know, that's okay. Roll that dice. Oh, right. Are you ready, Charles? Are you ready? Bad dad jokes. <laughs> so let me tell you, I don't understand you people and your obsession with my pain. And Perfect Strangers, Perfect Strangers. I hope if you were at Chattacon that you have subscribed to the podcast and you're hearing this episode because you obviously didn't show up live here on Twitch because I don't see you in the chat room. But that's that's okay. I, li I like you anyway. It's all right. But I, perfect strangers at Chattacon enjoying our show. One, the very first thing we rolled up was bad dad jokes. Two, everybody for whatever reason thinks it's so. Never met me. Didn't know me from anybody. Yet find my pain so delicious, um, including our special guest. Tales by Bob. Bob, uh, what was Bob's last name? Um, uh, McDo? McGo. McGo. McGow? McGow. McGow. Bob McGow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mi yeah. McDo. Sorry. McDo. I was McDo. 
It's, it sounds like a corporate Homer Simpson. No. <laughs> Um, but or, or, or it's it's McDonald's biscuits before they cook them. Flurry, McDope. So Bob tells my Bob. Bob's a, a horror writer. Uh, actually, he's a writer. He didn't intend to do horror, but it's that's just his thing. It's his stick. He loves it. And he, he I've, I haven't had a chance to read his books, but I've gotten to meet him a few times. And he was our guest at Chattacon on Wise and Nerdy. That episode was recorded. It will be put out as just a special drop in the feed uh, because it was so much fun. It was such a great time. And Bob brought a great uh, energy to the table. And Bob has called in some of the uh, 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 buttons, like what do you love? Not what do you love, but how do I? And tell you, tell me a story. And hopefully some of those come up tonight. But also he hates me. So he brought (laughs) a bad dad joke tonight. He sure did. And here we go. I used to work at a buffet, but I got fired for time theft. The time clock was always wrong because it kept going back four seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Bob. We are going to have Bob live on the show, but not tonight, not next week, maybe not even this year, but sometime we'll have him live on the show. Bob, oh, that's so painful. You know what? I know you're sitting. It's almost as it's almost as painful as when you annoy a clock. You just tick it off, though. Roll that dice. Now it was one of the segments, one of the sounds that Bob called in. Was that a roll that dice? It sure was. All right, I'll get that loaded here in a second if I can find it. Daddy, tell me a story. Oh, there's old Bobby <laughs> right there. Call me daddy. Get me back in. Look, <laughs> patreon.com slash wise underscore and underscore nerdy. You can pay me a dollar and call me daddy all you want. I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we put down. It, it's not necessarily work woes, but I'm in definitely in a uh, Monopoly cup holding scotch drinking kind of place tonight. <laughs> bourbon, actually, bourbon. But um, look, it, it's it's too long of a story to really give all the details. But long story as short as I can make it. About a year and a half to two years ago, we decided to get into the advanced life support game. So that means you have to have a paramedic. You have to have a bunch of extra stuff, uh, a, a a truck, an ALS, advanced life support, an ALS truck on average costs about $1.2 million a year to run. That's without the people. That's just the truck, the equipment, the insurance, all that stuff. So it's an expensive game to get into. Plus the payroll is, is you have to have a paramedic and an EMT and all this other stuff. So, Little side note, random kids says break out the tequila and drink till you reach the worm. There's a great uh, tequila joke on the uh, Chattacon recording that we made. So I think you'll appreciate that when we drop the podcast. <laughs> but uh, I was resistant to it. And long story short is even though everything I tend to do when it's the right thing, when it's the right thing, everything I tend to do, resistant or not, becomes successful. And it did. It became successful. We went from an on-call program to a 12-hour program to a 24-hour program to two trucks trying to serve to your hospitals. But I didn't want to do it. 
So I put somebody in charge and I managed them and tried to coach them and bring them up. But I didn't put my eyes inside of the whole process and didn't know exactly where everything was going, everything was doing. And by July, really June of, of last year, it was tanking. It was tanking hard. And by tanking hard, I mean, we were losing $75,000 a month on these trucks. Ooh. And, and it is a lot of money no matter how you cut it. Now, I have a fairly sizable company now. Um, not to brag, but we, we brought in about $12 million in receivables this year. Uh, and we've grown. We've, bought, we've taken over two companies in the last two years. You know, we're doing well. Um, but we were losing a decent amount of money on this thing. And so that's when I mostly picked up the ball. And had somebody else in, in underneath me. They're my executioner, if you will. Like I'd say, this is what we're going to do, 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 do. Go do it. And they would do it. And I wasn't, again, wasn't fully hands-on, wasn't fully making sure it worked to then hand it off. Um, and in this last week, the universe, God, however you want to look at it, you know, I try to be very inclusive on, you know, not, you know, there's a whole long story, and Joe knows it. I mean, we spent multiple 14-hour rides in cars talking about life and religion and all this other stuff. So there's, when I tell a story, I try to make sure you understand that there's a whole deep, huge, long conversation about religion versus faith. So I will, I will always and forever say God, universe, or whatever you think about, you know, that's just how I want to present my story. Um, this person that I trusted who really wanted to, to do things well, made a really bad decision in a moment that it counted. And one, my leaders lead from the front and I could, I could not let it stand. You cannot, and the thing is, we are the most strict ambulance company in the state of Georgia on driving. We will not tolerate distracted driving at all. No holding devices. No taking your hands off the wheel for any reason. And we've had people try to take medication. Nope, you're penalized. We literally had a dummy with a cup of ice cream take his hands off the wheel and bring his ice cream up to his chest. Was eating while doing 68 miles down that road. Not going to happen. Yeah, Joe, you, you know inside <laughs> stories that we're not sharing right now. We can share those later. You can say, Daddy, tell me a story about shenanigans, and I'll tell you a story, but that's not now. Um, and my my manager, director of training, in a moment of of just don't know why, don't know how, grabbed a phone when it was ringing while she was driving and it, the camera oh, no. even, yeah, the camera even gives you, I didn't realize this, but you know, nothing's instant and the AI and the camera. Cause I, I have to go pull the video and this and that. So give me a 10 second thing. Well, when I always put the, it's a one minute video is what I pull up first. So I put the red dot of the 10 seconds right in the middle. So it's roughly 30 seconds before a little, almost 30 seconds after I didn't realize it gave you about 30 seconds before it dings you. Because when I did the 30 seconds before is when the phone started ringing as she picked it up, went from one hand to the other, you know, trying, you're panicking a little bit, not even thinking, just reacting. All the way, took two hands off to open it. And about the time she had it in her hand to put it on speaker and put it down, it went, push your device down. And she knew, she knew right then and there it was over. It was a, and what she had done. That's when she knew she Messed up. <laughs> oh, 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 Mr. Meme. <laughs> Mr. Meme. Um, and it breaks my heart. It was very frustrating, but I understand for whatever reason it happened. So we the no tolerance policy, it very much is you lose money for the day and you get made a permanent technician. You will not drive for this company. That's how hard we take it. You will not drive for this company. 
She works in the ALS division, which means you have to be a paramedic to tech. She is not a paramedic. So I could not even have her in that division anymore. But I mean, she got demoted immediately. I mean, there's you can't be in my leader and do that, period. And it's been rough this week because it happened Sunday. It's been rough this week. But I've been hands on the steering wheel. All you know, whatever metaphor you want to go to sports. I've been the coach in the game. I've been everything. I've been on everything now because I've gotten past all my resistance and know we're going to make this work. And I'm every time I've done that. So this past year, I had a manager leave in a different division and found just hot fires and and rat droppings and and hoarder stashes, not literally but metaphysically, where he was hiding stuff and not doing his job, and got in, fixed it, and phew, we're going well. Add the ALS director gone. And I started make I started making haircuts made it better. Starting July, we started making a profit. So June, we're losing seventy five thousand dollars a month. Starting July, we actually lost about sixteen thousand. Uh, August, I lost about two thousand, and then started making a profit. So I mean, my fixes fixed it, right? We signed a deal that we're going to put out a press release with a hospital that's never been done before in the state of Georgia, and and you know that's how much we turned around. But I'm in the game, and what I'm, I'm frustrated with now is. That happened Sunday. Monday, like I got to take it all on. I'm getting some help with some things with people I trust, but I'm not letting go. This is mine. I'm going to run this. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And the frustrating part, the, the, the thing I'm in the frustrations about now, and John, we'll toss you a question, and, you can t- you, and I'll come back to my story, right? Do you ever feel like you're in the wrong universe? Like all of a sudden, Things are not mm. clicking that should be clicking. And in my case, it's people are not hearing me, you know, literally. Yeah. Like you're almost like one step out of sync with, with what's going on with reality. Yeah. And now that's a whole nother conversation about, you know, sometimes I do believe that we slide realities and we slide universes, but that's, you know, another night for some more scots. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm like, I've, so I'm in the wrong universe right now. Something has shifted because, this week, I'll literally be saying something to somebody, and I, I said, hey, you reported a conversation, and that really helped people. There's one young lady that works for me. She's twice reported conversations with two different people. That changed their lives. Like, these were bad conversations. They were red flags of something's wrong in my life. She trusted her instincts, came to us and said, hey, this person's talking this way. And both times, we were able to intervene with that person and help them become better human beings. And not one of them would definitively save their life and turn it around because uh, they were really on that edge. The other person, it just really helped stabilize their life. And so I was telling her, hey, you did good. You reported. All three people standing there heard me say something recorded or something. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, context. Are you not listening to all the words coming out of my mouth? I do know that I mumble sometimes. And especially if I keep talking fast. They just like, tune you out. But they're looking me in the eyeballs for three seconds, dude. And that's been happening all this week. You know, that pe- my wife's not hearing me right. My kid, I'm like, I can understand that sometimes I mumble and sometimes I, 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 I you know, you're behind me. I'm talking over here quietly. But when I'm looking you face to face, and I clearly say, Joe, roll that dice. And you're like, why do you want more ice? I'm like, what? Is go-? So that's been going on. But I, I've been fighting at <laughs> Lost Lobby. What was that? I wasn't listening. Oh, I, pff, that was not what I meant to <laughs> yeah. Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good uh, good reference there. Rush what hour. was that? I wasn't listening. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Joe. Uh, so 
I say all that to get to Monday, I put my hands on the ball, right? Today is Thursday. So Tuesday, you know, Monday, I had a lot of things to do. I was meeting with a doctor. We're getting a new doctor to do man American control, and that's going well. So I met with him on Monday. Then I had to go meet with somebody else and have a better meeting, blah, blah, blah. blah. Then Tuesday was really my first big work day, and I was getting things cleaned up and right and getting this guy on the schedule. And he went, hey, we don't have somebody. Or we, the message was somebody needs to come in early for this medic, and it should be this person. So I called that person. Um, whatever, get away from me on Tuesday and Wednesday morning. Or Tuesday night, I texted that person. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm not working that day. I'm out of town. I went, huh. And so the next morning, I came in, looked at it with my my scheduling guy, uh, and and he was like, hey, we don't have a medic for that day. I'm like, that's tomorrow. What are you talking about? So I started calling the medic on. He's like, oh, la, la, la. Had nothing. Had nobody. So last night, like, uh -oh. in panic mode, because, like, we, we cannot. I mean, it's a real, let me just say, we can't. You can do anything. But we to shut this truck down for 24 hours plus would be very detrimental to yeah. everything we've built. It'd be Definitely thousands of dollars lost. Not just that, yes, but that's not even the biggest concern. It's very detrimental to the the progress we've made with this hospital. We just signed this deal with them, and it's not a huge deal. Yeah, trust, like, trust loss. That's and, it. You, yeah. yeah, the trust, the brand, the harm to the possible harm to the patients not getting to where they need to be. Because we go from one hospital to another, and it's a hospital that can stabilize them and get them to better help somewhere else. And we're that transport. And we're the only ones out there. Nobody else is coming. And it's all the things. So it'd be just super detrimental. And so the hostels call me and they're, they're a little bit of a honest, you know, uh, understood panic. I, I'm going, I, I'm trying and I'm throwing money at it. And I call my medic and say, look, dude, you can name your price, which is a really bad place to be. But we're here. We're this close. And I, I'm, I'll finish telling the story. But we're, we're, name your price. I just, what can you, can go to do your, your doctor's appointment in the morning. And it wasn't like he knew the doctor's appointment was coming. He's just been recently diagnosed with diabetes. And so it's been this up and down. We'll get you in when we can, try to get it right, test things out. Um, at least that's how I feel like it was. Because um, if I find out he knew it was coming and he didn't tell me, bad days are coming. Yep. But I was like, okay, you know, you can definitely make sure you're off by 7 a.m., go to your 8 o'clock appointment. I need you back as soon as you can, no later than noon. You name your price. He goes, all right, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Well, he showed up at noon, which I know he could have been there earlier, and he did, but he showed up at noon. And at 5.45 tonight, I get a call from his partner going, hey, I just found out that he's leaving at 9. And my instant thing was like, what? No. 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 What? And he was saying, wait, wait. Uh, uh, uh. I was like, no, and I had a very hard conversation, a very calm conversation, but a very straightforward conversation about communication. And this is what I said there, and this is where I'm in this this interesting spot. Now, in the past, I'd have raged out, I'd have yelled, I'd have thrown, I'd have ruined my whole. I'd have called Joe, said we're not doing the show tonight. I would have just stood in it. I've definitely grown through my coaching and 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 learned how to deal with these things, and I'm just shifting gears and doing everything I can. Um, but a hard talk with him it was like. You chose to panic. He's like, well, you terminated and hired us in the same day. I was like, I know. I know you think, you know, I didn't want to rage against the ambulance. I was like, these distractions are fun. Rage against the ambulance. That's a, that's a great uh, cover band there. Uh, and 
I was like, yeah, I did have to go because the hospital was not coming to the table. We were going to shut the division down because while we were turning a, starting to turn a profit, we were not going. I'm not talking about, I know it sounds like a lot of money, but I'm talking about seven to $10,000 a month profit. When we were digging out an almost $2 million debt, that's a really tiny shovel, right? We need to get some help with that. We need to have some firmer ground to stand on. We need to have a way to move forward. So we needed a hospital to come to the table with us, and they weren't. So two days before the contract was supposed to end, their agreement was supposed to end, I went to my medics, called a meeting, and pulled the ripped the band-aid. I said, I'm so sorry. And I was, I've been honest and open about everything. If you've learned anything about the show, you know I will be honest to a fault, and I will tell you as much as I can about what's coming on. And I did. I have to say, you know what, the, the medics are me terminated uh, you will have two weeks 80 hours of straight pay uh being paramedics anywhere in this world you can get a job pretty much instantly um and i'm sorry and thank you and we had some talks and everybody understood but it's a, a heavy day three hours later the hospital calls back in a panic because we'd sent the email saying hey we're shutting it down at midnight on this day because we just can't anymore they call back now keep in mind it's not the hospital it's the higher-ups it's the, the corporate entity whatever um they said okay 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 We'll come to the table. So I ended up, had, I, I had a moment with my partner. I was like, are you effing kidding me? You made me go and do this hard thing. That was the right thing to do, but the hard thing to do. And now you want to come to the table. So I turned around and called. And by the way, it's only, at the time, it's four paramedics for a 24-hour truck for seven days a week. That's not enough paramedics. And I went back to them and said, hey, I'm sorry. I know it's a yo-yo, but please... Give me till tomorrow to get to this meeting and then let you know what's happening. And everybody said, yes, okay, including this guy that I'm talking about. And I woke him up. Like, he'd gotten off shift and gone home. So he'd only gone home to sleep, right? He had woke him up to tell him. Yep. Okay, cool. So the next morning, we, we did a meeting, did everything, and then I immediately called my my the, the director of training who ended up messing up this Sunday. But I called her and said, hey, this is where we are. We they we are going to be solid till January sixth. That was about a month. We're going to be solid till January sixth. We're going to be working out the details of this contract. We're going to figure it out. We'll be very clear. Um, and again, it's just booting it down the road. If for some reason we don't sign that deal, they will still have the two week parachute. Which I'm telling you, what I pay people, I pay my paramedics thirty dollars an hour for a twenty four hour ride. So you just do thirty times eighty, just straight hours is what their severance pay was going to be, and one lump sum. Plus, they can get a job tomorrow. That's what they're going to walk away with. And I have been trustworthy this whole time. I've been taking us through the storm. My job is to find the unknown and defeat it and bring us through to the other side. Just follow me. And this guy's been with me for over a year now, for almost a year and a half. He panicked. He went and got another job. Didn't come talk to me. You know, I've come to talk to him about everything. Didn't say anything to me. And I found out through somebody else that he got that job. And I was like, and this is right before Christmas. And this is, and then I had to fire a medic because there's a thing called HIPAA, H-I-P-A-A. Mm -hmm. And he violated that. And I won't digress into Ooh, that. That's a huge no-no in the medical field. It is. Huge. It is. And yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, and I had, so three or four days before Christmas, I had to fire him, which left me with three paramedics, two of which being part-time, and now my one full-time guy is working a second job and has diabetes brand new. So it's, it's fluctuating. So we get to yesterday, 
Name your price. I'll make it happen. Thank you. And then today I find out that Sunday's not covered. So, okay, we're working on that. We're getting, we're, and in the meantime, I've been hiring paramedics, but that takes a minute. Um, um, third, third rides is when you go get on the truck is not one of the, the two main people, but the person to learn. So, and all new hires, we have to do that. So I've got a paramedic third riding on Saturday. I've got another new paramedic who's going to be full-time riding on Tuesday. I got another new paramedic who's going to be full-time coming into my office on Monday to do orientation and then get his third ride set up. I've got two more moving in from out of state, and when they get here, they're going to do orientation. So I've got things in process. We are, we are inches. I go to any given Sunday. Life's a game of inches. We are inches away from scoring this last touchdown and winning the game, and we will never go back from that. We are going to keep moving forward. And I get a call at five o'clock tonight, a little after five, going, Oh, I'm supposed to go home at night. I, th- I thought we were on the same page. Like, what part of the same page are we that you said you're going to make it happen? You didn't give me, you didn't say you had to be at work at your other job the next day. Why did you take that out? And he, he talked about his fear and just something like, You should have come to me, period. And I, I'm just telling this for anybody listening, and I'm venting a little bit, but the truth is, you, I have come to you with everything, and you're not coming to me with anything. Then he happened to bring up in the same conversation, well, we hired these medics, I'm on the chopping block. I'm like, I did cuss a little bit, which is, I try to refrain from that, especially in strong, hard conversations like this. But I'm like, why the F would you put that on my radar? I'm trying to get past Sunday. I am bonusing you. I am showing gratitude. Where? Who else is going to do this for you? Who else is going to put up with the crap you've pulled on me in this last year? Much less this last week and not fire you. <laughs> oh, man. But bonus you to say thank you because I am grateful. And I am understanding that you are doing extra for me. But you're worried about getting fired. How about you shut up and talk to me about Sunday? Well, I have to talk to my wife because, you know, that's going to put me on six days like, dude. I didn't say dude. I said his name. I'm going to say his name here. Dude, you've got to understand. This is one way everybody to learn from this. First off, people will tell you who they are. And he's consistently shown. I always call it tip of the nose. Somebody who can't see past the tip of their nose is afraid of everything, will not be going to the promised land because they can't trust me. Because at the end of the day, Joe, I think you've been with me through this, maybe in Dragon Con, maybe through some of the show changes we made, maybe some of the stuff we did. Maybe you haven't. But where you can't see quite where we're going and it's a little scary, but you see that I can see it. And you have to, sometimes you just have to trust the person you're with. And I've proven him to be trustworthy over and over again. And he refuses to trust me. Did I, well, maybe, maybe I insinuated that I'm a prophet. Maybe. Really, I'm just telling the story. You inferred, random kid. You inferred I'm a prophet. There's a difference. So <laughs> you have to, you have to. So, now, and that wasn't a prophet, by the way. The promised land was spies. It's the 12 spies. Two came back, said, yeah, this is our land. Yeah. That, I'll tell, I'll equate myself to that all day long. Me and my partner, that's who we are in EMS. Everybody else sees giants and they run, we go, period. That's how we operate. But you have to trust me if you don't know what's coming. You have to trust me. If you can't trust me, you can't. You won't last here because you will fear yourself out of this. You will jump overboard and and just take your chances with the sharks. That's your choice. Choices have consequences. So I I talked about all this. I was like, you've got to understand, inches. We get through Sunday. I have medics coming in. I have medics on boarding. They will be ready by the next Sunday. This is not a, 
there's plenty of corporations. Maybe all of you are triggering uh, thought processes of work that you've gone through where you go, I thought I saw the writing on the wall, and but they said, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine, and it wasn't fine. This is not that. This has been, hey, there's no writing on the wall. I'm telling you the ship is sinking, and I'm bailing water as fast as I can. And then, hey, to keep the ship from fully sinking, we're going to scuttle this ship and move some people over to the other ship. That was going and saying they're terminated, right? Oh, hey, no, guess what? All of a sudden, we got some iron plating on the ship. This hospital stepped up. We're good. So now we can bring on more crew. And now we're going we're gonna to be sailing. Whatever metaphor you want to use. I've been very, very clear. There's no surprises. There's no, oh, that just happened. And you've got to understand, everything is now. That's what you have to understand. You go to EMT school. And it can be tough, and everybody has to work. But I have, I have taught EMT school stuff. Hey, I do sail an iron ship, baby. <laughs> you, 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 I like random kid. Random kids get me. <laughs> random kid. Cheers, random kid. You get me, baby. Uh, I'm going to shorten it up here. I'm going to end it up here. But uh, um, you go to EMT school, and I've taught so many EMT classes. And the thing I always tell everybody who's starting, they're wide-eyed, they're, they're absorbing all the orientation, like, look, you're going to blink and you're going to turn around and it's time to test and graduate and get your, your numbers and become an EMT. I'm telling you, I've been through it. I know this is an eight-month project. It's, it seems like it's long. It's not long. So when you sacrifice that time with your family, know it's just right now because you have a deadline. You know there's a day. If it's an unknown, if it's a economical drought, if it's a, I can't find work and I don't know what to do, that's a true unknown that you've got to figure out how to fix, and you, you, you just got to figure that out. But this is a known. This is an eight months. Either you're done or you're failed out, but hopefully you're just done. And sure enough, every time we got to that test, there's a big test at the end where we're all in the same room. They're doing this hands-on test to show that they know what they're doing as EMTs. And every night I went, hey, you remember we just did orientation last night? And it just clicks with them that time. That's what, oh, yeah. It just flew by. You're just taking it moment by moment by moment. So, yeah, dude, I'm asking you to understand that we are getting through Sunday. This hasn't been happening over and over again. And we all agree we had to let go of the one medic because if we didn't let go of this medic, that was bad juju. You can't violate. I mean, he was doing other things. I mean, if you're going to violate HIPAA, you're our, and we already knew he's doing other things. And he said he had to think about it. And I'm like, and Joe, I called everybody I knew tonight. Everybody. My friends who are retired paramedics, my friends who own their own companies and have some paramedics. Uh, I even called the county service there that serves 911 where this hospital is and said this, I will pay $40 an hour to anybody who will work tonight for 12 hours. Cash. No taxes, no reporting. I'll write you a straight check. 40 times 12. I didn't even do the math, but that's over $400. 480. There you go. Cash. No responses. And I get it. It was because he put me in a spot. I had less than three hours to try to find somebody. Now I have a few days for Sunday, and I have a lot of irons there trying to figure that out, and I'm going to figure that out. But, yeah. Walk away with two things. Understand that whatever you're dealing with, find the now in it. I went through bankruptcy. I lost my house. And I still had to find the now. Sometimes it's moment by moment. Sometimes it's day by day. 
but you find what the now is so you can find the next step to tomorrow. Second thing is choices have consequences. You choose to step up. You choose to lean in. You choose to go to Chetacon with me. You get good consequences. You get great dinners and have a great time and get to do what you love, right? You choose to bring up, am I on the chopping block when I'm literally asking you to help and I'm paying you what I can? And I can't, I mean, I shouldn't pay that. It's not like, oh, we're bucks up and I can just afford it and burn money. But I understand that I'm asking a lot and I pay for what I ask for. And instead of going, let me, let me, let me get past this day with you. And here's my number. And I, my number that I gave him today was higher than his number. But he wasn't clear. I'm not saying if you listen to this dude and you know this is your story, I'm not saying you're on a chopping block. I am saying you keep making choices out of fear and taking you away. I'm going to get somebody who makes choices to step with me and move forward. Joe, you know, and, and, and no uncertain terms, you know, we came together in a rough manner and we, but every step of the way we leaned in, we decided to, how are we going to work together? How are we going to do this? And love Ibit, miss Ibit, but we became stronger together when Ibit left uh, because we chose that path. We could easily yep. drift it apart. We could easily shut things down. You know, we, we've, and that's what everybody can take away. Um, <laughs> you need more people in your life that will say, show me the money. <laughs> um, but people will tell you who they are. You just have to listen. And I, I not just tell you who I am with my actions. Cause that's what they'll do. They'll tell you with your actions. I'll tell you with little responses. I'll tell you with energy. I also tell you with my words. And that's just kind of where I am. It's not really, and, and I know you, you didn't know where it's going. So you put down work quotes. It really is a celebration though. I won't make it through. I've been working with the hospital. I've been talking with them. I've got a lot of great things coming down the pipe. A lot. I'm always going to make it through. I'm always going to be that spy who goes to the promised land. So much like the beginning of Jerry McGuire's, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? (laughs) (laughs) Roll that dice. Time for a commercial break. <laughs> oh, what, 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 oh, what was that? What was that? Uh, oh, what was that? What the little weird animal? It's like a Disney thing. <sighs> I don't remember either, Joe. So we're just going to play know. some music. So let's chill out some music. I'm going to find the, uh, the um, Bob's roll that dice and get it loaded. So let's chill out. Uh, one, oh, nope, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Pick a number. Five. All right. While we play this, I'm going to go find this little clip from Bob. And we'll be right back. Nice. This is a great question. Break came at the right time. So that's what we're Thank you. 
just in time as the music was going to fade down anyway, I found uh, the right right button to load. I actually, I actually feel a little bit better listening to that song. And you know what, Joe? I really appreciate your professionalism. You you put the buttons in nicely. You didn't go crazy. That was very, very good of you, man. Very, very good. I appreciate that so much. But let's uh, move hey. operator. Turn that not off. you. Not not right there. Well, that was a little loud. Sorry, everybody. But here we go. I found it. Roll that dice. Uh, we've already done that one. All right. What are you nerding out about now? I just kind of felt that one. That's a box I clicked on. All right, Joe, you are first. What are you nerding out about, sir? <laughs> uh, it's an anime that's brand new. It's only got a few episodes so far. It's releasing weekly on Netflix called Delicious in Dungeon. And it is real funny. So <laughs> the main character, he has always wondered what different monsters taste like. So they're on a mission to try to make delicious things using the monsters that they find in the dungeons. Um, so like they run into a, uh, a creature that's half uh, chicken and half snake. And so they, they cap, they catch it, kill it, get its eggs, make uh, like fried uh, chicken or something like that. Like they, they do all kinds of, of wacky things, but it's, it is hilarious, hilarious. And I told my wife that, uh, cause she was like, what should I watch tonight? And I was like, give this a try. I'm, I'm really liking it. It's only, like I said, only a few episodes of release so far. So we'll see where it goes, but yeah, I'm really digging it. It sounds weird, but interesting. Uh, they, so as far as weird goes, this is nothing like last season. There was an anime where a person died and be, and got turned into a vending machine. And I was like, that sounds real dumb. Let me try it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 I get that. I don't do that with anime, but uh, any kind of action type show, there's a, uh, there, there's a, a, a show on Netflix right now called obliterated. I think is what it's called. And I like the actors in it, but they're always these these kind of sci-fi channel type actors, and uh, and it's just kind of over the top. This CIA type team, you know that it, you it's unknown letters, right? But it's like, oh, this person is the, the the government right person, and they're overseeing the team, and this is the showboat guy who always gets it done. This is the sniper who never misses, and you know it's these tropes. And the first episode is really done in the previews where they they find the nuke and they save the day and they're in Vegas because Vegas is going to get blown up, right? So they save the day. So they take the mission funding, the rest of it, and party in Vegas. And while they're getting <laughs> high and drunk and everything else you can think of, and this is not a show for you, Joe, but when they do all that, <laughs> um, then the, the bad guy's like, that was a fake bomb. And now hilarity ensues because they have to – they're, I mean, they're taking like cocaine and Molly and stuff that you just don't sober up from, right? While they're tripping, they need to go find it's, the real bomb. Yes. And it actually is not great, but it actually does <laughs> have some fun. Life. So, yes, I, that whole was said because it went, that looks stupid. I'll try it. 
<laughs> well, I so. mean, that's that, that's like Napoleon Dynamite, Hot Rod. Like, there, there's some movies or shows yeah. that I'm like, you have to be like super tired or otherwise impaired, and and then they're or just hilarious, dumb fun. I love the Expendables. Yeah, well, Expendables Four was <laughs> like a, a a a indie film budget. I mean, it was not great, but I love it because it's just dumb action fun. Yeah. Well, and there's some movies that are just they're more fun to quote than they are to watch. And Napoleon Dynamite, I put into that category. It is more fun to quote Napoleon Dynamite. Sure. Yeah. yeah than yeah, it yeah, is yeah. to actually watch it. Yeah. I 100 percent. Tina, you fat lard. Eat your dinner. <laughs> uh, Random kids is a love the vending machine. Anime. <laughs> it was way better than I was expecting. Right. It, it was it was a lot better than I was expecting. And this is what I do love about podcasting, about digital media, about what we do, is you'll come up with something that nobody has ever heard of, and yet you'll find somebody who loves it just like you do. And that's really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Deliciousness in Dungeon. Give it a try. All right, if you have I, Netflix. I, I will see what I can do. I am still basically when I get a free <laughs> moment. So I watch TV while I'm working and not working directly with people. So if I'm working on spreadsheets or something, I'll have my Netflix. I mean, that's where, or like when I shave or whatever, I'll have the crap around my phone. Uh, so I'll put that in my distracted watch queue. Because uh, when I have a few <laughs> moments to pay attention, I'm playing Diablo 4. Uh, screen unseen. So I told my woes about you know, how my Back local, to screen unseen. Uh, yeah, because dude... If this thing lasts, it's going to change the world. It, it really is. And I, I, I don't say you that think lightly. so. And let me tell you why. Okay. Uh, one, my local, I, you know, I told the woes of my local theater not doing it. They're still not doing it. But the good theater, that's about 30 minutes down the road. My wife and I like screen unseen so much that we're like, you know what? We'll, we'll try driving over there and doing it. And so, um, no, I, I get that. I get that. Random kid theaters are on their way out. This, this could change. It'll still, it'll still, still shrink down. It'll still become smaller. No, yeah, a hundred percent. But it could change the theater going experience because every movie that I've personally seen, I would not have just gone to the theater for, but I'm better for watching the movies. We've talked about next goal scores. And that, that was a very uplifting, uh, based on a true story film that was very well done and loved it. Um, I keep forgetting the name of the author when it's rated R. But again, it was, I'd seen the previews, probably never would have gone to the theater. I might have forgotten to watch any of these because, oh, yes, I'm on list. And, oh, I forgot about that. I should watch that one day. But it changed. You know, it was like, oh, wow, saw it. Next one, same thing. So we we missed the one we missed. Kurt brought up was uh, the book of Curtis, American fiction, right? That's Sorry. it. Yeah, American the fiction. One. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so good, and it really is. These these movies are not just good; they have something to say about life. So far, each of us kind of had that theme. Now, I did not get to see the book of Curtis, which really disappointed me because I wanted to see the book of Curtis and to find out that was screen unseen. That that was irritating. Plus, these are $5 movies. Now, I get it with my membership, but they're $5. So universally across, I guess, United States, maybe not universally, but across the United States, $5, no matter where you go to see these films. So again, resetting, you don't know what you're going to see, right? You're just go So you're going in with an open mind to get, get whatever the experience is, 
Right? Yeah. And it's cheaper than a foot long these days. It absolutely <laughs> is. And most movies now are what? I mean, even in a rural theater, it's 10 to $12. 12 bucks, yeah. Yeah. So you go to places like Atlanta or New York City, you're talking about $15, $20 for a ticket, $5 for these. And again, whoever's picking the films, whoever it's lining up, these are films that have a thing to say about society that make you think it's an experience because you don't have any preconceived notion. It just starts playing. So we missed book of, of uh, I don't think I'm saying it right. Clarence, book of Clarence, I think is what it is. Uh, so we go to this one and, and it is a nice theater. It's a great experience with the popcorn and it's one of those self-serves and everything flows and, and nice seats that recline, all this stuff. And the movie just starts. And it just says some, uh, uh, something, something. It never even gives the title. And within 30 seconds, you know that's Trayvon Martin on the screen. Not the real Trayvon Martin, but that's Trayvon Martin. Trayvon, 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 Trayvon. And sure enough, goes source, Skittles, bottle. And my wife looks at me like, oh, crap. Is this going to be an agenda film? You know, I thought, well, you know, we both were thinking, let's see where it goes. Within 20 minutes. Yes, it is talking about that. Yes, it is starting off with some of that. But the main character is an author. And I think this is based on a true story as well. Main character is an author. And uh, African-American author. And another African-American media guy, a purchaser is like, hey, you know, the Trayvon Martin case, we want you to write about it, and this and that, and have you heard the 911 tapes, and this and that, and, shit. and he's talking about racism, and within, this is within 20 minutes, right, and in, in 20 minutes, she at this point, she says, we've got to stop painting everything with racism, everything's racism, we've got to change the conversation, and I went, okay, I'm listening, it's not an agenda film. It's not a, I, I would have watched this in my documentary. I, w- I would have watched the story to see what I took away with it because that's how the experience works for me. But this movie is called Origins. And Joe, have you learned about a thing in India called the caste system? C-A-S-T-E. Yeah. Good. Because a lot of people haven't. Right I mean, there, explain the, it. there's a bunch of different instances where societies have had different castes. It's when, when you think, Peasant, that was exactly. a caste. Royalty is a caste. It's it's different societal yes. categories a based on power, is, influence, mm-hmm. and money. Usually, yeah. And a and a, and simply defined, a caste is a group of people that subjugate another group of people. And her whole point in that first speech was about you know everybody in India is brown. They're the same color brown, and yet there are. The way they say it and the way it's written are two different things, but there's the lowest caste in India that literally, they're the the untouchables. Even today, they are the untouchables. They are the lowest in the caste. Their job is to go and clean out the waste systems by hand, period. And she's like, well, so it can't be, if they're all the same race, it can't be racism. And I'm listening. And it, it really then becomes this, it was about her writing the book, called origins um, and about caste systems and how they really permeate everything in human history and how basically the caste system was always kind of coming out in everything that we do. And it really just got me thinking and they take different conversations and different tactics. And, and it's one of those things you can walk away from pieces of it. And, I mean, you take away pieces and go, okay, I agree with that. I'm not sure what to think about this. It was never preachy in my opinion. 
and presented a bunch of different angles of things. And it was very thought provoking and very interesting. And, and talking about you know, from my angle where I've worked in so, uh, um, public safety for or, or almost 30 years now, I've worked in public safety with police, around police, fire, EMS. Yeah, there's a caste system 100% in, in paramedics. Let me tell you, there's a group of, of thinkers and paramedics who think that we are better than society, who think we deserve everything, who unfortunately, two people in Atlanta almost killed a man who wasn't breathing because he was panicking and came up on him and jumped in their truck and said he couldn't breathe and, and supposedly grabbed one of them. And instead of calming him down and figuring out the problem, they called the police and immediately the police just backed him up, told him to get out of the truck. It's all on body cam. And, and he literally walked, and there's a street cam. You literally see him get out, and I could hear him rattling. I can hear him not breathing. And he's not agitated. When they, oh, he was in the back of the truck alone with this female medic with the cop pulls up and the partner's waiting on him. So obviously he's not whooping butt and taking names. And the cop, yeah. he's sitting there, and he's not holding, he's like, I can't breathe. And like, it's just the way you got in. You got to get out. And they made him get out. And he walks over to the bench and collapses. And it wasn't until their supervisor showed up that he goes, he listens to his like, get my monitor right now. And they almost killed him. And that is a caste system, 100%. Because they thought, you can't approach me like this. You don't deserve. And yes, there happen to be two different races here. And I'm not saying it's racism because I live in this system of both racism around me and being a paramedic. And I'm telling you, that movie made me see that in a different light. Go, this could be racism, but knowing how medicine works, knowing how the people I work with can think in that situation, it probably had nothing to do with him being a different race. And I'm specifically not telling you which race was which, but it had nothing to do, in my opinion, it had nothing to do with him being a different race. It's had everything to do with them thinking they are better than that. And they didn't mm. do what they signed up to do, which is serve. And that's why I'm saying... If this, if theater survives, and if this goes on, it will change the movie-going experience because it's everything I've ever wanted in a movie experience. Thought-provoking. So far, I haven't seen a bad movie. I'm sure there will be one, but thought-provoking. Things I wouldn't have seen that I'm very happy that I saw. Things that I can take away and learn from. $5. And you just have no preconceived notions. And on top of that, Joe, they are warning me. There's two horror films coming. You know how I know there's two horror films coming? <laughs> they called it Scream Unseen. And I'm like, thank you. Yep. I just don't like horror. Now, you could argue Saw is horror. It, it probably is. I kind of put it in the thriller genre. But I like, yeah. I like the psychological of the first thought, saw, first two, and then the last two. The one in the middle was very much torture porn. But they, they again, porn being the word of using something over the top and way too much, okay? Not the the mommy, daddy stuff. Um, but it, it, yeah, but they even address that in the whole series. But I just won't do standard. Now, I know you like some horror. I know our friend Bob likes some horror. Uh, I know our friend Travis likes some horror. But, I'm not going to go see it. And I say, thank you. That's all I needed. That's all I needed was that little thing to say, hey, you might not want to come to this. And of course, as Joe, you pointed out the first time, they show you the rating. So I know you'd be like, oh, that's rated R. I'm not going to try that one. Oh, but the PG-13, maybe I'll roll the dice and try that one. So that's my take on Screen Unseen. Right there. Okay. Uh, um, this is a good question. I wonder if Charles like Attack on Titan. I don't know because I've seen some of the clips and some of the way it's drawn. I just, it just makes me go, eh, 
I don't know. With the it, Titans. I've seen it. It, uh, it, it, I, it's one that either you like it or you hate it. And that might change season by season, to be honest, which category you fall in. Um, so for those that haven't seen attack on Titan, it's the, in season one, uh, it shows them in this city with huge walls and outside the city are giants who want to eat the people inside the walls. Yeah, I kind of got that. And so they... Which I totally side with that. I'm a giant who wants to eat people too sometimes. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, but it it can be very graphic at different times. So, um, yeah. Um, all right. So it is uh, definitely not for everybody. Not even, even close. And it is not family friendly. Yeah. And even without Kurt, we're running along here. But we definitely want to talk about the how do I participate in conventions and let's talk about Chattacon and how it went. So Joe tell Devo how Chattacon went, man, for you. <laughs> uh, I had no preconceptions about Chattacon cause I hadn't really talked to many people about it. So I had no idea what it was going to be like. Um, it, I will say it was a lot smaller than I was expecting. I knew it would be, it would be way smaller than dragon con, but it, even then it was smaller than I was expecting. Um, I, how many people would you say were there? A couple hundred, maybe? Ah, man, that's a, over I, the weekend. That's hard. It, it really is hard for me to judge sometimes. Uh, yeah, when they're not all in one room. Even then, it, it, so like the uh, Gallery of Six Dragon Con will hold like a hundred, hundred people with, within reason. I yeah. mean, hold more than that, but we have limits, right? Uh, it, it doesn't feel like a hundred people in that room. So I say at most. 200 but I, th- I really kind of feel like it was less yeah um so it was a lot smaller um they they had three main panel rooms and then kind of two overflow rooms that were more like workshop rooms uh slash party rooms Min- like and i say i say party loosely they were mini parties um the average age was was so substantially higher than dragon con. In my opinion, we were, we were definitely on the younger end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but that said the panels that, that I went to, they were really good, really good. Uh, a lot of good audience participation. The panelists were very knowledgeable. knowledgeable. Um, and it was, yeah, it was very, very good. good. Um, a lot of people, it seems came to hang out, on the bottom floor. Um, oh so, yeah, that would be the vendor where the, the authors were yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. So, so they had, they had four rooms down there. Um, there was the, the vendor hall. Yep. And then there were the authors leading up to that, but they were kind of just in the hallway. Um, Which I get. So it's a very author centric con. So that was really cool that as you walk into the or, library, or at least the it was this see, year. Sure. I mean, yeah, we don't want to yeah. there before. But my understanding is an author. But yeah, that was, they did they did, they did the authors right. It's like that's the first thing yep. you see. You can easily talk to and access them. And you either go upstairs to the panels or you go through them to the the vendor hall. So I, I thought they did that well. Yeah, and they they do have me wanting to write a book. Not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, so they had the vendor hall down there. They had a room for board games and a room for tabletop RPGs, and then they also had what they called the con suite, which 
they had free food and um, adult beverages down there. Uh, and people just, they were yeah, like, that's the that first was, time I've been to a place that's handing out beer to adults. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so they, it, those rooms <laughs> Joe, tell, were packed. Tell everybody what I said about that room. I don't remember now. Oh my God. I was so funny. And you don't even remember. I laid down. I'm sure like, it was hilarious. This is the best attended panel in the whole oh, car. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. There was at least 30 people in that room, filling the room yep. with tables. Well, and like their guests of honor were just mingling with everybody. Yes. Like it wasn't whereas at Dragon Con, it's kind of taboo to approach them well, outside of their designated stuff. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, orders of magnitude larger. Um, but it, it was it was low key. It was it was nice. It was personable. And yeah, it was a good experience. So talk about around. the panel wise and nerdy. How was that for you? Yeah, so Wise and Nerdy was a lot of fun. Um, Tales by Bob joined us, um, and he his energy matched us very well. It, it went quite swimmingly. Um, I hope the recording turned out well. Um, it does seem like it did. I want to pull. I haven't listened okay. to uh, the Zoom one. That's the one I really want to check because I was yeah, yeah. it. But the phone ones I spot checked, both phones recorded well. So we could use that if we needed to. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and we had, it, it was a relatively small crowd, but they were, they participated a ton. It, it was a lot of good back and forth with the audience. And, um, I, I think our panel went really well. Um, it, every, so everyone, everyone in the audience afterwards came up and got stickers from us and talked to us. And yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And immediately one of the people in charge of programming came up to us afterward and was like, are you coming back next year? We're like, yeah, I think we will. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were both. So, uh, my take on it is that, uh, I was very wary Right, because uh, I had the Friday night uh, panel right after opening ceremonies to interview one of the guests of yep. honors, and that interview went really well. It's going to be on finding the stories. Uh, we recorded it. We we talked ahead of time, so she knew it was a show and not necessarily a standard Q and A. Uh, she's Robin. Uh, sorry, I messed up. Mary Robinette Cowell, and uh, author uh, of the Lady Astronaut series and a number of other books, and um, just a great conversation. But. The way the opening ceremonies went, it ended a little early, which let people have a reason to go to the bar or go find out, you know, what else is going on. So we had a smaller room, still went really well. But I was like, man, this was a really responsive room. It was a really good conversation. But I'm worried, Joe, that this con is too small for even our show. Now, we have no egos. We have enough ego to get on the stage and dance and jive and play with each other and have fun. But we don't have the ego to go, well, this room better be full. But we were, I was worried. I can't speak for you, but I was a little concerned of the energy, right? Who would show up? And sure enough, as it's time to get started, there's two people in the audience. Two. <laughs> and, but Joe, me, me and Joe are going to do the show, right? And Bob was there. We're going to have fun. And more people came in. I think we had maybe 10, 12 people at the end. And they, whoever came in stayed. And that was fun. And they were stepping up. They were rolling the dice. They were telling their bad dad jokes. Um, they were. <laughs> That one lady, it was her first panel ever. Yeah. Yeah. First that she's ever attended. 
It was definitely her first Chetacon. I, I her think first miss- con. Yeah, she said it was the first panel that she'd yeah. ever attended too. Yeah, so, so. Uh, we really did well with Bad Bunny over there. She has some kind of bunny suit on. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but I had some, girl, I do my stick. I attacked the audience, you know, call them out, you know, argue with them. And they're like, oh, I'm here for that. Let's go. Uh, we invented a new segment by nature, uh, Council of Dads, where we'd love to do it here on the show, where you write in and tell us a story of your parenthood. Because the thing is, we're dads. We call it fatherhood meets fandom because that's where we're speaking from. But parenting and fandom are ubiquitous, right? We So we're going to have some lady daddies on. And they're really called mommies. But, you know, we're going to call them lady daddies because I'm weird like that. But it is very much you could share your story. And they stood up because uh, it was about Bob telling me a story. He's talking about she- Elf on the Shelf. And we're going to drop that podcast episode for free. I, for a moment, I, I thought, maybe we should make this Patreon. I'm like, nah, this is too good. So we're, we're putting it out for the world. But Bob tells this great Elf on the Shelf story, which spawned the audience to stay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Random kid council of dads, AKA am I the butt face for parents? Yes. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Because then somebody stood up and talked about, um, the song they sang to their kid and they told the story. <laughs> they finally told us what the song was. And we're like council of dads approved. Uh, this, I have the, well, it's in my, it used to be on my shelf in the old studio, but I have, I have the, uh, diehard, like golden books, kids version book of Die Hard. And this guy read it to his daughter and her daughter took it to school and he got the parent call. <laughs> Council of Dad approved. That's good parenting right there. So it even birthed a whole new segment that might replace the how do I or be interchanged with the how do I. So yeah, tell us your stories. And, but it, beyond, I mean, it went so well. I mean, Tom, playing to five, 10, 12 people, not a lot of people, but the energy was great. They were laughing at the jokes. Uh, Joe was really stepping up. There was definitely that argument, Bluey, about Lazy Town. You're wrong, but it was was everything other than wanting it to be a thousand member audience. It was everything I've ever wanted from one of our live shows doing something like this, right, where they just got it. They laughed at the jokes. They added their own jokes. They brought a whole lot of bad dad jokes <laughs> to the table. That was very painful. And it just elevated our game, and it was so much fun. Uh, but to go to the rest of the con, I agree with Joe. I was just tagging along. You know, Joe's like, hey, you know, well, some of us like, oh, let's just sit here and eat our lunch. Right? Or, hey, let's go to this panel because Bob's on it. We don't know anybody else. Because 90% of the panels were author-related. How to write this story. How to do that story. How the horror in the modern world. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and Joe took me to a panel that was about uh, research beyond Google. And they had, what, seven, eight panelists on this thing? And let me tell you, Joe's not wrong. I'm backing it up with being kind of the panel expert, being that I've run DragonCon, I've seen hundreds of panels being done. Not a single bad panel or panelist. Every last person that they put at that table was engaging, was working with each other on the table, but not in an exclusive way, but in an inclusive that made you feel like you're part of that conversation. And I think I said something at every panel, Joe, not because they needed, not because I'm like, hey, I'm going to throw out this thing to get you started. It was like, hey, you just felt like you're part of that conversation. And that was really, really, really good. And Random Kid is about to get banned with that very bad (laughs) time. Very bad pun. You can read it if you want. I'm not reading it. <laughs> he said, it's apparent that Charles loves bad dad jokes. 
<sighs> well, that is one way to ruin a good vacation. So I guess it's time to turn this car around and go home, everybody. That's the show. Thank you for being on tonight. Joe, I'll see you next week. And hey, if you want to be a pair on the show with us, hit us up. Shut up. You're about to talk. Hit us up at WNNShow at gmail.com. We are looking for our guests to rotate in and be a part of this fun. Lady Dads Allowed. Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting. Joe at Joseph underscore Ard. Check out the website, wiseandnerdy.com. And as always, they may not be your father, but they'll always be your daddy. Yeah, random Hell kid. How do you, daddy. Stop it. Hey, random kid. How do you feel like that? You ended that show. Mm. Mm.